Hi again, everybody. Thanks for listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. This is Job Search Guide, a podcast that naturally brings you some strategy and advice from experienced professionals in the world of employment services looking to help you land your next great job. Now, the search itself can be a bit draining and time-consuming, but those that put in some extra effort often see it pay off. Now, Clark Hayes is the founder of Job Unlocker, and he joins LJN Radio to give us some details on what it really takes to stand out and get noticed. Clark, thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, Tim. Thanks a lot. I appreciate you, uh, you having me on the show. I'm excited to, uh, to tell some people about different methods. Yeah, definitely interested in, in getting some of your perspectives here. And uh, before we jump into those ideas a little bit, why don't you tell us a little bit why and how Job Unlocker actually got started? So Job Unlocker is really the brainchild of my own personal experience. You know, I was like most college students. I uh, finished uh, my undergrad. I went straight into a, a grad school. Um, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be uh, one of the work in finance. Right. So, you know, I, I went online, I started applying to the Goldman Sachs of the world. I was, I was confident that, you know, my resume was just, was just going to stand out. You know, I was just going to, I was just going to crush it. I was going right. to get replies back and, you know, I, I would be the exception. You know? <laughs> so about six months later, I'm uh, still, you know, on my parents' couch, I'm still applying to jobs. And the only thing I've gotten back is the, thank you for applying please reach out to us later. Mm-hmm. Thank you for applying. I mean, I hadn't even spoken to a person. You know, it, it was all just automated responses. So after that, I was like, I really need to come up with a different method because I was getting pressure from, you know, my friends. I was getting pressure from, you know, my parents saying, you know, maybe it's time you settled and just found, you know, any job right. at this point. So I started thinking, I was like, you know, what I should do is I should really just I should, you know, reach out to the decision makers, mm-hmm. you know, directly because, Obviously, they're they're not hearing my message because you know I think I think I'm a great candidate. You know, I've, I've got experience. I've, I've I've got all the academics. You know, knocked out. So I went about you know just collecting phone numbers and emails of okay. the people that I knew I wanted to work for, and uh, I took a page right out of like sales. You know, kind of built my own little CRM, mm-hmm. and I started I started calling these people. I, I would email them, and I would just pick up the phone. And I would call them and just kind of give my elevator pitch, and then you know only after doing that for you know, I, I had to refine the process, refine the process. And it took me maybe two weeks of doing that. And uh, I, I landed, I landed like my dream job. Nice. And then I worked there for, for a couple of years, you know, really enjoyed it. Um, it's what I wanted to do. And, you know, at some point I started thinking like, you know, maybe there's something else I want to do. Maybe I want to, you know, do more than just uh, be an investment banker my whole life. Right. And that's, that's when job, job unlocker, um, you know, w- was founded. We really took, my experience in getting a job and, you know, a couple of really creative people on the team here and, and built a system that, that can help people do what I did, but, you know, without all the pain and suffering I went through. <laughs> sure. And I, th- I do think listeners can appreciate the, the struggle that there might be in trying to find that job and the processes that you have to go through. So I'm sure that helps when they hear that you have that same story and that you can help them in these ways. When we look into this idea of, of searching for a job, I mean, why is it really important for job seekers to sort of step outside that box and that comfort zone of, of just doing it online or, or doing it, you know, sort of behind their desk and, and search other strategies? Why is it so important? Well, I think you've really got to turn it around and, and think about, you know, if you were the person, you know, getting the resume, mm-hmm. right? You know, the truth is resumes are, resumes are pretty boring sometimes. You know, someone just sends me a resume through like my automated processes and I look at it. You know, if it's not just perfect, exactly what I was looking for, 
you know, I'm going to cycle through the next hundred resumes right. that I just got. Mm-hmm. Because nowadays, I mean, employers are getting hundreds of resumes for every application. Sure. I mean, they, they can, they just put it into a software, they pull out the exact acronyms that they're looking for, and, and that's it. They, they just maybe look at those candidates. So it's, it's important to, to not just go through that same filtered process where, you know, you're up against hundreds of people. One, obviously you came up with a number of different ways that you felt could work, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be different for everybody. What would you point to, though, in your experience as being the most effective alternative way to reach out to employers? So I'd say the most effective, it's also got the highest, I'm going to call it pain point, is cold calling. You know, everyone's heard of cold calling jobs or, right. you know, you got to reach out and call people. It's just, you know, nobody likes it because it's, it's dealing with rejection head on. <laughs> well, you, and know? Then, you know, I was going to ask about that too, though. I mean, you say it's the most effective. I feel like most people just hate getting those calls, like say at home from a telemarketer. So why, why would it work? Aren't you irritating the employer when you're calling them? And, and that's honestly, that's, that's most of the questions I get. Yeah. And I'll say the response to that is, you know, let, let's just look at the data. You know, if I call a hundred people in one day and I piss off every last one of them, which the truth is you don't, you right. really don't piss them off when you, when you call and say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I just graduated. I'm looking for a job. No one, no one gets mad at you, but let's say you do, let's say for some random reason, just no one wants to talk to you that day. Right. The next day you call, you know, another hundred, let's say. And you find one that gives you a job I and mean, you spent two days calling and you got a job that you're going to have for, you know, years to come mm-hmm. an experience that's going to be very valuable. It really just takes, you know, a couple of days or, you know, a week of really just kind of, you know, gritting your teeth and, you know, saying, you know, I can do this. Right. That little bit of, you know, maybe you get that one person that hangs up on you, you know, <laughs> is really worth it in the end. Right. Right. And I suppose, I mean, it's not like it's a face-to-face thing. It's it's still, uh, you can save some dignity there even if you do feel a little bad about it. What is the conversation like though? How do you start, if you do get in touch with somebody, how do you start the conversation? Do you go into an ele- elevator pitch, an elevator speech like you mentioned? Like, what does that conversation actually sound like? So everyone's elevator pitch is going to be, you know, it's going to be a little different. I mean, the, the most important thing about elevator pitch is not making it sound like an elevator pitch. Right. You know, if you get on the phone and you're just like, my name is blah, blah, blah. And I want to do blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, wow, this guy's just calling to find a job <laughs> and I'm not interested. You know, the first thing is, is to, to ask them a question, you know, and, and see if, you know, they have something that they're open to you. It's just saying, you know, hi, you know, my, my name is Axe. I'm, I'm looking for, you know, in, employment in, in this category. Do you know of anyone or does your, does your firm have anything available for XYZ position? Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of them are going to say, you know, no, we don't have anyone. We say, oh, great. Is there anyone you could refer me to maybe that, that you've heard about? Okay. Most people are going to say, you know, probably not. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get that, that one manager, you know, on the phone that one day who's been thinking about hiring, you know, a business analyst. And it was about to put up a resume or about to put up a job posting and start feeding through resumes. And you got a hold of him before he did that. And I was like, oh, well, this kid's got, um, this guy's got gumption. You know, he's out there. He's, he's obviously a go-getter. Yeah, I, I would like someone like that on my company. And then you're the only one he's talking to, as mm-hmm. opposed to now he's looking at 100 different resumes. And that was my next question, as far as like the resume or cover letter, any of that goes, do you not even worry about sending those off to anyone until you get that connection? Or is there a strategy of sending it to a company or a person and then making that phone call sort of at the same time? What's your take on that? So there's, there's two ways to go about it. I mean, my, my ideal preference is, you know, let's just, let's just get on the phone first and let's go through this. But sure. the truth is, you know, there, there's a little bit easier route, a little bit less painful route that also is effective. 
and, and that's by just, you know, directly emailing them. So okay. kind of the, the two-prong approach that we really recommend at, at Java Monker is going to be, you're going to email them a cover letter, right? doesn't have to be a traditional cover letter. I mean, the other day we worked on one for, for a recent grad that was just four bullet points. Mm-hmm. You know? it yeah. Says, it's, yep. you know, I, I know you're very busy. You don't have the time to read through the Felucia and, and fluff of an entry level resume. <laughs> so let me break it down for you in full four bullet points. And then what we do is we'll attach like a full resume on there. Okay. Right? And then we have a software that we, we educate our users uh, on how to, on how to use where let's say you send out 10, right? You send out 10, you track it through the software. You can tell when they open up your email uh-huh. and more importantly, when they read your resume. So like, okay, this guy just read my four bullet points. Maybe he's actually interested in me as a candidate. He just read my resume. I'm going to call him in one minute right after he reads my resume. Now, if he's at all interested, you know, he's going to say, wow, this, this guy's really on it. That's the prong approach that, that we suggest. That's a great strategy. I mean, just the way that you have it worked where it's going to be top of mind, it's right in front of him or her, whoever's looking at it. And, uh, and then boom, you're right there making that connection. It's a nice tip there, a nice little inside, uh, inside dish that you can have for, for listeners out there. I was going to add with any tips though, if you were, if you are just saying a general email, obviously you want to get a response, potentially you at least want them to read it. Are there any tips you can offer up to, you know, make sure that happens because of course, everybody has a ton of emails that they're looking through, especially if they're looking um, to hire, they're probably getting more than usual. What are, what are some of those pieces of advice you could offer up in terms of that email being sent? So the, the best one and everyone has to think about this, not, not just for their, their resume search, but in their day-to-day life, the most important person to everyone is themselves. Sure. And that's just something you have, to, you, have to, you have to realize when you're going out for a job search is it needs to be targeted to that person. Mm-hmm. You know, you know a, a first name is great, you know, last name is great, but anything you can do in, in your little opening paragraph that really targets it towards that person, you know, references maybe their career path, like, okay. oh, I, I see that you did this and then you moved on to this. That's something I would really be interested in and then kind of get into the who you are. Right. The first beginning of that, is, it needs to say something about them. They're going to be way more interested in reading it. If, oh, well, I guess this guy really did send me an email. He didn't just send it out, you know, to a bunch of random people. Right, right. Another area that people tend to maybe sometimes shy away from, and it's a suggestion I, I saw you make as well, is that getting out there to network in different group organizations, places, seminars, conferences. Why is it so valuable to attend some of those events that are out there? Yeah, the industry networking and attending seminars. I, I found this kind of firsthand after I had already been in the job market. I, I went to you know an industry event and then I, I looked and I was like, oh, this, is, this is a public event. Like anyone could go to this quote unquote industry event. Right. And I, you know, walked through the crowd and, you know, met some people and it was just a full weekend long event. And just after that event, I'd only been employed for, I think a month, you know, I made like 15 or so contacts and I was still almost kind of in that, you know, I'm looking for a job mode sure. you know, just because I, I'd, I'd been looking for a job for six months that I was still so, you know, ingrained <laughs> into the, you know, I should be looking for a job that... I left that place with so many business cards and so many like people that I knew would be interested in hiring me. I was like, wow, I should have done this, you know, way, way before. Right. Cause I think that the two things that, that separates you is when you're in an industry event, as opposed to networking, quote unquote, just randomly, everyone there either is that person or knows a person that could, that could potentially hire you. Mm-hmm. 
So you, you cut out the, hey, my name is XYZ and what do you do? Oh, I really shouldn't be talking to this guy. I need to go find <laughs> someone else to network with because everyone there is going to be an industry. And the second is just by being there wearing suit or wearing whatever the industry getup is, you are instantly an insider. Right. You know, you're instantly already part of the crowd. So no one's like, oh, he's supposed to be here? No, because he's already socially accepted by everyone else just by being here. That people are way more willing to, you know, treat you as part of part of the crowd. Right. What would be the purpose or the goal? I mean, maybe for yourself or, or in general, what would be your advice when you are there as far as those conversations? Are you actively selling yourself or is there something else you have in mind when you're when you're at these events? When you're at those events, I think the most important thing is, is to be likable. You know, it doesn't need to be about about you at some of these events. You know, you don't want to just be running from person to person, elevator pitch, elevator pitch, elevator pitch. At these events, it's, hey, nice to meet you or, you know, you know what do you do? Mm-hmm. What, what about you, you know, is interesting. And then you'd be surprised how often, you know, you can take that whatever little bit of it is and say, oh, I'm interested in that as well. Or, you know, I studied some of that here or something related to you that then makes that person feel a connection towards you. And then like, oh, yeah, that, that guy wasn't all bad. He, uh, you know, he liked this about me, you know? Sure. And, and then later you can follow up and say, hey, by the way, I was wondering, you know, if you have anything or know of anyone. Now that you're, quote unquote, a friend, you're not just trying to use them to get a job, right? Right, right. Well, and that idea of being likable and sort of, uh, you know, being in that same realm or same industry is similar to another aspect that you brought up, and that's finding a, a sport that seems to be popular within an industry or field. Can you explain a little bit? I mean, I, again, I know it touched on that likability aspect, but where did this come from, this idea that you had? So everyone's heard of the um, golfing, right? Like, oh, if, if you can go golfing, then you'll, uh, you'll do well, right? <laughs> and, and there's a bunch of different sports. It doesn't just have to be, you know, golfing. There's um, cycling is really big in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, racquetball is, is very popular. But, but particularly, I'm gonna I'm gonna use the uh, the cliche golfing one here. When I was up in uh, you know San Francisco, and I, I used to go golfing every now and then. If you you know go on your own, go out go out golfing, and, and you're playing a uh, nine holes, right? And you just go as a party of one into a party of of three. You're meeting three different individuals that hmm. eventually on the third hole it's gonna come up. So what do you do? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no way you there's no way you get through nine holes without someone saying, What do you do? Hmm. And then you're out there, you know, you're golfing, you're being likable. And uh I've had that happen so many times that, that someone like, oh well, what do you do? And if I was looking for a job, it would be just a perfect segue to yeah. you know, I'm 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 a student, I'm I'm looking for a job. Oh great. Or you're a likable person, even if you don't have a great drive. Right. <laughs> That makes a ton of sense. I could I could definitely see where that would fit in well um, for individuals. As you said, maybe they are they are looking or they're interested. It's a nice little a casual way to go about it. We're getting a little low on time, but there are a couple other, um, really one other area that you had mentioned, and, and you'll see this as advice in general. Um, it's the idea of having a mentor um, for yourself. I mean, did you seek one out or why, why do you see this as being important, uh, a, an important aspect to possibly someone's job search? Yeah, no, I've had, um, I've had, I've had a couple mentors and I think I think it does it does two things um, for you. First is going about finding that mentor, right? You want it to be someone that you you really look up to because that's that's going to show in your communication with the mentor, and you know make them either you know kind of want to help you or or not help you. I, I had a mentor. Um, he he ran a, a hedge fund again in up in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and he was just a really cool 
you know, likable um, guy that had just done a lot with his life. And he gives you, he gives two things. He gives you um, either access to speaking to someone on that level that maybe you haven't as a student. You know, maybe you've never been able to talk to someone who's been at the level of success that, that you try to see yourself at. Right. And just by talking with that person and just like saying, Hey, you know, he's, he's cool. He's a nice guy. He's smart, but he's not that much smarter than me. I could do that. <laughs> I could be there. You start to kind of like emotionalize and envision yourself, you know, at that same level of success. Sure. And, uh, everyone uses the, you know, the firm, this term, you know, fake it till you make it. But, uh, it's really just, you just got to believe it. And then, you know, you really will become it. And then, you know, with the mentor, it's obviously you know, using their, their contacts or, or their network. I think, I think the coolest thing about a mentor is just seeing the success that you want to have already there. And then your ability to go out and get it for, for whatever reason is just invitalized a bit. You just feel like you can. Right. You know, all this advice that you have uh, put out there and some of these ideas and strategies definitely think they're worthwhile. And I know the one question some listeners would have is that a lot of employers still, they say, you know, you have to go through our site or we have we have jobs up here on this board or even there might be a designated site for an industry. For example, in Wisconsin, I know teachers have to go through a certain website to apply to positions. So how would your tips then still work if you have to go that route, if they're still directing you that way, how does that all work together still? So we had um, that, that same type of uh, situation. I think that the individuals is up on, up on our Yelp right now who went through this same situation. And, and what he wrote about in his experience and is that even though there's a quote-unquote designated site you know, for these large companies, and mm-hmm. there is, and you have to go through that protocol, there may be a thousand resumes up there you know, to filter through that protocol site. Mm-hmm. But if you have that personal connection, once it gets to the back end of that, whatever cycle they're sending you through, that person will pluck out your resume and pass it along. Okay. I mean, they have to put everyone through that system because that's their system. But on the back end of that system, that personal connection that told you to go to that site is that same personal connection that's going to kind of pluck your resume out the back end of that site. Right. And, and I've seen that happen more times with, you know, you, you go to the decision maker and the decision maker, great, you have to apply and you have to go through our HR process. But then the decision maker at the end pulls your resume out of their process, makes sure everything's kosher. They did the background check. They did all the rest. But then he's still the guy really making that hiring decision. The hiring decisions aren't really done at HR. They're done at the decision maker level. Right. Is that something then you would suggest, I mean, following up on at some point and saying, hey, just wanted to check on where you are in this process. And it sort of as a way to make sure your name did get plucked as was maybe promised to you or at least told you it was going to happen. Yes, for sure. I mean, following up is, if you think of it as, as any sales, most sales aren't made on the first call. Sure. You know, that they're, you know, they're on the fourth or, or fifth. So following up is, is a huge aspect, whether it's email, you know, phone call, or just, you know, finding something nice to do for the person. It's, it's all following up. Right. We always like to give our guests a final opportunity to give our listeners a takeaway message, just something brief that you think is important to express about this topic. What would that be if you uh, had the floor here for just another 30 seconds? Say the, um, the hidden job market is really what Job Unlocker is all about unlocking you know, all about giving you access to 80% of jobs are not advertised. And, you know, you really need to reach out and find those jobs that aren't being advertised for, for the ones that aren't going to be as competitive to get and, and the most opportunities out there. So that's what we do at Job Unlocker. We try to help people. And it's uh, something we're really, really excited to do every day. Sounds like a great place to wrap up here on this edition of Job Search Guide. And we've been speaking with Clark Hayes, the founder of Job Unlocker. You can find that at jobunlocker.com. He's he's been offering up really some of his own experience as well as advice on reaching out to land a new job. 
Clark, thanks again for your time and perspective today. We definitely appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Of course, we always want to hear from you, the listeners, as well. So go ahead and send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments or suggestions, really for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.